Welcome to the Two Cent Dad podcast, where we interview dads to discuss their journeys of intentional fatherhood while doing work they care about and living a life of purpose. I'm your host, Mike Sudik. I'm getting better at this, but it's it's thinking about it in terms of like, almost like practice, almost like get, getting getting better, right? Like you have to practice, you have to do things over and over and, and change your approach and that's how you get better at it. And I'm like, I'm getting a ton of practice because there are always opportunities for me to, right? like, to just like lose my temper or whatever, right? Today, I'm joined by Ruben Gomez, who's the founder of BidSketch. Uh, one of the things we covered is the resistance, which is a core topic of Stephen Pressfield's book, The War of Art. Uh, we talk about how that plays out in how we work, how we interact with our spouse, how we interact with our kids. Um, let's jump right in. I'm here with Ruben Gomez, um, who is founder of BidSketch, which is an online software as a service um, proposal software for um, design agencies, software companies, that sort of thing. Um, also a very new father. You have a newborn and a four-year-old. Is that right? A three-year-old. Three-year-old. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, Ruben, if you want to just kind of start out a little bit of your background and kind of how you got to where you're at today running BidSketch, um, we could go from there. Sure. So I've, I had, uh, I don't remember when I got into software development, but my background is mostly had been in, in software development before I you know, started my own company. And um, I didn't, I actually didn't get started till late. Like a lot of people, you know, had these stories to where, yeah, when I was a kid, I got, you know, who knows what, what sort of like really old computer and that's what I started programming. Like that totally wasn't wasn't me. Um, I think I entered when Windows ninety five was you know was uh, was out for a while or something like that. That's pretty though uh, ancient in tech terms though. At the same time, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah now, <laughs> like if you're being, but I'm, but I'm like, you know, I'm uh, almost forty. Yeah, so that's yeah. a little different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like in my in my early twenties and stuff. Gotcha. Uh, when I started, so I didn't even you know. I, I didn't even know how to turn on a computer or like do anything with computers. Um, and <laughs> uh, when I did actually uh, get it, I think the first thing that I started doing was sort of like technical support uh, for compact computers um, after I, I got a little bit of education in it. And um, then from there, I jumped to software development and from there, jump to like managing uh, software teams, uh, like and eventually, by the time I started my business, I was managing. Um, yeah, I was in charge of the uh, web development department for a large uh, payroll company, a payroll HR company, and um, so it was about. I think it got up to close to around thirty people. Um, so I was managing people that were managing other people by that point. And the further away that I got from uh, doing development, uh, the less I liked the job. So that's why I started sort of BidSketch uh, on the side, which is a proposal uh, proposal app that people use to uh, send out and sign in, uh, their proposals. Um, and it took me about a year and a half after I started that. Um, I was doing it nights and weekends uh, before it was profitable enough 
to sort of like cover my salary and be able to quit and then just do that. And that was about like over six years ago. Okay. So you've been doing bid sketch full time for about six years. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I actually, we didn't have kids. Obviously I have a three year old, so yeah. we didn't have kids until after and that was, uh, I, I was already, you know, married by then, and we were living in Florida. But I had, uh, I actually had several things that I wanted to do before, uh, before we uh, started to uh, have a, you know, a family in that way. And uh, I do remember telling my wife that oh, first, um, let's get to a point where I'm not working at this job, to where I have more flexibility, and then uh, also let's not be living in Florida. I don't want to waste my kids, my kids here. Um, and she was pretty like considering that she was really pushing hard for having kids. Uh, she was super understanding and, uh, you know, of course she would much rather have done it sooner. Um, but she was surprisingly good with that. And I did wonder like, does she believe me? Does she think that I'm like just Trying to put it, you know, because a lot of times that that's what happens. Just putting it off, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. to an yeah. ambiguously future. Right. Yeah. So did you, so one of the stipulations was that you wanted to start something on your own and not be an employee before you had kids? Yes. Um, so I think that conversation happened um, when I was starting my business at the very, like literally at the earliest stages of starting the business. And that's sort of like when the conversation started to happen. And I had, by then I already had this idea that, um, I don't want to be doing Like, I don't want to be unhappy, you know, every day, right. Uh, doing something that I don't like doing. Mm -hmm. So was that a point of uh, motivation or stress for you as you were trying that, trying out this, um, this business, trying to grow this business and, and saying, was it a motivator to say, hey, I have to get this going and have your wife asking, hey, when am I going to have kids? And so it's kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a little bit, not too much. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was something that was in the back of my mind, but it, it wasn't like I was super, super motivated already. Um, so I didn't I didn't really need much. Like I generally don't need a ton of like motivation. I tend to just, you know have that pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. So how's that changed in, in starting your company since you've had kids, like just your mindset, your outlook on that? Um, well, um, what part just, I guess I'm really curious about how, you know, you, you were wanting more freedom, more flexibility. Obviously that is, you know, you want to have that flexibility before you have kids cause then you can spend time with them or, um, you know, be, be on your own schedule. But, you know, how did that change after you had kids and then your views towards your business that maybe you were really, you know, tied up in and had a lot of um, emotional energy towards, you know, and then you have kids and it's like, oh, you know, your whole life changes and it's like, oh, you have these two kids and um, your outlook on your business might be a little bit different. But at the same time, you're more motivated because you, you, you like that flexibility and you want to, you know, spend more time with your kids. So, yeah, I don't think uh the way i viewed the business changed um i always kind of so i growing up i didn't really i didn't know people that had businesses or anything like that we grew up really poor um you know just uh it wasn't 
it wasn't the thing I was exposed to. But later on, as I as I sort of got older, I did you get to know a couple of people that kind of had their own businesses, and they just always seemed to be working all the time, and it seemed to be like a really bad thing, right? <laughs> but but I didn't. I think I recognized that it was just there were a lot of different ways of doing it and I didn't want to do it that way. So when I set off to like create my own business, there were certain books and blogs that I was reading about where people were kind of doing it on their side and it was, it was, it wasn't like this huge, you know, investment of time and it's just something that takes over their life because that wasn't interesting to me. Um, but what these people were doing with these smallish businesses was, so I thought, okay, that's what I want to do. And every step of the way, as I was creating my business, I was trying to make decisions that I was trying to make sure that I didn't end up working at a full-time job. Like I didn't create a job for myself. Right. You know? Right. Like, and still, I still do that to this day because that's, that's super important to me. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, uh, just that, I think the big difference now having kids is that, uh, schedule is super important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. I was just very free form and just kind of like, yeah, I feel like doing a couple hours now and like, yeah, won't do anything else for the rest of the day and a couple hours now, and maybe a couple hours at night and just changing it up. And now I'm like, okay. Um, like I know exactly when I need to, uh, get to work and do my work. And, you know, I'm generally more productive during these times. Um, but really the time where I spend with my family is probably my most productive work time generally. So, but I'm not going to going to do that. Like I, I, you know, I can sort of switch it around a little bit, but it's not the most ideal. So I guess I lead with with family time, right? And I think about that first, and then my work sort of fits around that. And mm-hmm. I just kind of like to think about it in terms of I can be super productive uh, if I just get to work during those times. It's like that book, uh, uh, War of Art, right? Where you just like. Uh, there's there's a quote in there that says something about like uh, uh, inspiration and that how it, I'm butchering it but how it uh, strikes uh, seems to be to strike every morning at nine a.m. right yeah <laughs> and I'm like yeah it, it's true like if you just do it if you schedule it and you know uh, you don't make it too big of a thing like you can just get, uh, get to work sit down and just do it yeah. No, it's interesting. I think, you know, that, that was a really good book. I really enjoyed War of Art. Um, it was like just, you know, show up, be a, be a I think going pro, he kind of yeah, calls yeah, it. You yeah. know, it's like just just do the work, do it regularly. Um, yeah, I just I just re-listened to it like a few days ago, so it's fresh in my mind. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. So you think, but you think that having kids forced you more into that routine to, to prioritize the time because you were prioritizing family first, you would say? Uh, yeah, totally did into having like a set schedule or mostly set schedule. There's there's still, you know, a good amount of flexibility. Uh, but yeah, I generally, I start like 10 in the morning and then I finish not right now. Right now I'm just like mostly not working, uh, you know, for the last month and probably this month, 
Um, just, I, I think I'm spending two hours a day, uh, three days a week is what I'm doing for work. Okay. Mostly, um, for the next couple months and stuff. And then, uh, but my regular, uh, work day is probably about four to five hours a day. Okay. So I haven't, I haven't worked more than like six hours a day, uh, since, since I stopped working a full-time job. So generally it's like, it's more about four hours, four hours a day, I think. Do you think, do you have people that react, you know, surprised by that? They say, oh, you should be working more or like, how are you doing that? Or, um, that that's sometimes outside other, of the norm? Yeah. Sometimes other, like people that don't have businesses don't like, sometimes they'll be surprised because they'll assume that you're you're, you know, oh, you have your own business? Oh, then, like, you're working all the time, right? Um, and then sometimes other founders that do work a lot or kind of, you know, ask how I do it. Um, yeah, but I think a lot of people do understand. The problem, the problem that I'd say those founders, um, I think they've created a job for themselves a lot of time. So they've made decisions that have put them in a, you know, in a bad situation so that they're, they're like having to go in and spend a ton of time working. Right. And sometimes I'll spend like a, you know, a couple of months working more just to, because I want to make a lot of progress on something. Um, but it's really not necessary. You don't need to work all this much as, as long as like I have a team that's making a lot of progress for me. Right. So um, they're executing on a lot of this stuff. So would you say that's the that's the key, having a good team, or do you think it's just at, you know unnecessary work that's maybe motivated by something else, like just f- fake fulfillment or pride or something like that? I think it's a combination of things. So I do think that a lot of people just feel guilty about not working a certain amount of time, right? Like they literally feel guilty about not putting in uh, eight hours or 10 hours or working all the time. So they work all the time and they, they put in all, you know, all those hours. Like, why do you need to, who says, why can't you just work two hours every day and feel okay with it? If you're making real progress and growing the business, uh, what's wrong with that? Right. Yeah. Nothing. Um, so I think there, there, there is something to that. It's interesting though, like thinking about that because I mean, essentially what then it would mean is that you're, you're letting that guilt trump your desire to spend more time with your kids. You know, you're saying, Oh, I feel guilty. So I should be putting more time over here. And what, who, who loses in that scenario? You know, whether it's, you know, things outside of your work life, mature family, friends, you know, activities. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, but I wonder I wonder how many of those people are also kind of hiding, you know, unpack that a little bit. Ruben. <laughs> so hiding, hiding from family. Yeah. Because I've certainly known people, uh, you know, that, that like my feel is that there's like having kids is tough, right? Like being around them for long periods of time can be tough crying and this and that, you know, yeah, it's not super easy. And, uh, it can be easy to just like just spend a bunch of time working, 
right? And sort of hiding. Yeah, absolutely. So like I've known people that I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing. Um, I don't know how many people are doing that, right? When the, um, I don't know how many people are doing that compared to the people that are just sort of like engrossed in their work uh, in a way that somebody who's, let's say, addicted to video games might be spending all their time playing video games instead of doing other stuff, right? Um, but I know, I know it happens. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think that's – do you think that's a – this is getting too down a wormhole, but do you think that's like a um, something that can be overcome? Like, I think it's there's a natural like pushback. It's outside of your comfort zone, especially you know you had kids a little bit later in life, and so it's like you you kind of get into the things that you do, the things that yeah. um, you're involved in. You get in a routine or whatever, and yeah. to inject something like children that totally yeah. rock your world, it's like right. oh, this is outside of my comfort zone. I want to deal with it, but it's not necessarily that you don't want to have kids i mean i'm not saying right, that right. but it's like yeah. you know what are the steps to kind of overcome that and you know what how do you get over that aspect of it's outside of your comfort zone um but ultimately it's it's um obviously a positive you know spending time with your kids and, and investing in them but i don't know it's kind of I, I guess it's kind of a weird spot because i feel that sometimes too you know you're just kind of like oh i just want to kind of escape either that's with yep. work or something yep. else i think it's totally legitimate but I yeah. think it, when it gets unhealthy, it, it can be right. very, very destructive and detrimental. Um, I think we all have that. That's the thing. It's kind of funny because we, I'm sure we all do, but no, nobody really talks about it, right? Not, not that I've heard. Like people don't, don't say, say that. Uh, I, think, I think I see it, I see it as a problem for some people that are just like – like I, that's what I call it. That's why I call it hiding because that's, they're doing it every day, like right? all the time. And, and, you know, and, and yeah, when, when it's like that, it's just, it's a problem. I feel like, right. They're just not, not spending time with, with their family, raising their kids, getting to know that, right. Like building that relationship there. Um, do you think it's cause you don't know what to do? I mean, I, it's like, I don't know. So good example of this, actually, I, I just emailed Alan Branch a mock-up of like a little card that I wanted to send people that were on the podcast, like a little thank you card. And I sent it over and I'm like, hey, what do you think of this design? And he emails me back. I hope he doesn't mind if I say this. He goes back like, what's the purpose of this? I was kind of like, oh, like he didn't give me any feedback or whatever. Yeah. But then we kind of exchanged emails and he basically said, um, you know, I think you're basically, this is a distraction. Like you should be thinking about more ways you could serve your audience, which are fathers and and help them in their role. And I kind of, you know, I, at first I was like, yeah, I think you're kind of right. But I think personally I was like, yeah, I think this is a distraction because it's an easy thing to do. It's easy right. to spend time with that because quite truthfully, maybe I don't know exactly how to, to best my audience or grow or, you know, to, to actually invest in things that matter. I don't know what the clear logical next step is. So it's easy to take this little fork in the road. That's, right. that's a defined path. I can just monkey around over here. And the analogy yeah. of the kids, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, read some books, but I don't know really what to do, you know? Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I'd say it's, it's a lot of things. It, I, I'd probably go like a level higher, like uh, add some abstraction to that and say like not knowing what to do, not being easy, not being comfortable. Like all those things are kind of like are 
going back to the book that we were just talking about, the re, it's the resistance, right? Right. And you're procrastinating. You're you're doing something that's easy. Um, and I think that there's definitely a lot of that. Like there just has to be. So it is a it is a aspect of the greater thing term as you know, um I Stephen Pressfield, I think is his name, right? Yeah. I, I yeah. coined the resistance, you know. Right. To right. the work that we have to do or the, the art. Right. Yeah. So and and yeah, some people uh well naturally we we tr- we want to move away from that and we want to take the easier path right um instead of like like meeting it head on yeah it's it's i think a lot of it is framing too because i'll notice i'll have i'll you know almost every day i'll think i'll, I'll think to myself like ah I should have done that better. I should have done this better. And it's really interesting. Like the way that I'm starting to think of it, like I had a good period to where I was just thinking about like, wow, I'll be, I'll be happy when he's out of this phase. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh man, I can't wait till, um, and I still think that sometimes, sometimes depending on the day or the phase. Um, but nowadays I'm starting to think about, I'm trying to you know, do this all the time and, and I'm getting better at this, but it's, it's thinking about it in terms of like, almost like practice, almost like getting, getting, getting better, right? Like you have to practice, so you have to do things over and over and, and change your approach. And that's how you get better at it. And I'm like, I'm getting a ton of practice because there are always opportunities for me to, <laughs> right? like, to, to just like lose my temper or whatever. Right. There's so many, like, you know, this, this is just accelerated training. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're like, you know, I think all the time about like, ah, I, sh- I didn't do that right. Or I didn't say that the way that I should have or whatever. Oh, I lost it here. Okay. Uh, yep. Every day, every day I get to do better or try to do better. Right. Yeah. No, that's so true. <laughs> Every day is a practice round, but then yep. they move to the next stage, and then you're like, "Oh, I got to figure this out," you know? Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. What? Um, curious. What? What are some resources or philosophies? Um, you you mentioned the DHH episode when we were talking earlier, mm-hmm. and you know his opinions on parenting. I think he was very he was very opinionated and and had some resources that he read and. I didn't yeah. always feel like I had that many resources that I had went to or compiled, but curious, you know, philosophies or things that you guys have done um, with your two kids that, that you'd want to share. Yeah. So I've read a few books um, and I'm actually going to uh, read the one book that uh, he mentioned. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I'll check it out. I don't really agree with, with, you know, um, from a high level, just from, uh, maybe even ignorance, just of not knowing that position or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with the with the premise of 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 that. Just like give them everything they want, and you know, um, I do like the idea of uh, giving a lot of freedom and flexibility, and, and you know, um, but I do think it's also important to have limits and you know, um, set uh, constraints and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And that's just, yeah, I mean, that along with, there are a few things, like the, 
initially, <clears throat> and I'm and I'm this is another thing that I'm trying to get better at because a lot of it, a lot of it is um I have these ideas about just teaching, like, oh, I'm gonna be able to teach my son this and teach him that and mm-hmm. you know, get him interested in, in all these things and then um trying to teach him something and starting to get frustrated because he's not making progress or maybe not so interested in that thing. Um, and I think what I'm learning is that we can make a lot of progress if it's starting from the things that he's interested in. Right. So he's like interested in cars. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, cool. He's interested in cars. We can go deep with cars. So it's like, Oh, um, this is how engines work. This is how, right. And, and there's a lot that he can learn that way. So it's, so yeah, that's sort of the approach that I'm like starting to take nowadays. Yeah. Is that, right. The other thing is that like, and anybody that has kids that started to do this knows that they pay attention to everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we can say, we can say a lot of stuff and try to, but if we're just acting in a different way, then it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter what we're saying. Um, So it's, it's taught me to be a lot more aware of, you know, of things that I'm doing. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, the things that, that like I do or say, and I'm like, do I say that? Like, huh, I guess I do. Or do I do that? Like, and, uh, especially early on, it was, you know, just saw a bunch of stuff and it's like, whoa, okay, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Not bad stuff, just kind of like, wow, um, you know, uh, sometimes bad stuff, but not real, not usually. Um, so that's the thing, like one of the things that was important to me or is important to me, both of us, me and my wife, is, uh, is empathy. Mm-hmm. Like, so I listened to a couple of your episodes and I I agree with a lot, a lot of what, you know, I heard in that, like, um, uh, trying to try to create an environment where they're learning and they're being creative and they have freedom and all that stuff, which I like. Um, another, but another thing that I've been thinking about too, is that because he's, he's being raised very differently than I was raised. Like I lived in, uh, my father was super, 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 super strict. Mm-hmm. Um, we were very poor, like uh, for, you know, relatively speaking, right, for in this country. Uh, where I actually lived in, in Mexico, a place where we didn't have running water and uh, dirt roads and we didn't have stuff, like we yeah. just get stuff, right? Um, and it was, uh, it was very restrictive environment. Um, and it was, uh, very tough in a lot of ways, but as a kid, like as a kid, I kind of recognized that, but also didn't like, you just don't, don't think about it. You're just a kid. Right. Right. But now I'm thinking about how my son had, you know, we have, we have, uh, we're doing well, we have money, we're able to buy him things. We're able to get him pretty much, you know most of the stuff that he'd want um, and life could be really easy for him. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, and it's this, I, this thing that 
where I've seen a lot of people uh, that have had parents that that had money. They're basically like you know they're rotten kids, and also I've seen a lot of uh, kids that were really good kids that whose parents had a lot of money and thought about like what's the difference there? Yeah, right. Like you know probably some some, some stuff on the uh, parenting side with uh, you know. Uh, and punishment side and discipline side or whatever. Uh, But like, as far as things that they, like one of the biggest things that I think I've noticed in those two group of people is, is like empathy Mm -hmm. and the the people that weren't (laughs) rotten, the ones that I liked the best were ones that really cared about other people. Right. And, And, and really had that empathy. So, that sort of that's that's like an important element that I, that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Would you say that was pretty like one of the biggest pieces of advice you would give someone in sort of parenting styles, or one of the biggest philosophies that you guys have tried to incorporate, especially as your kids have gotten into kind of toddler age? You know. Yeah, I think you know, like I said, I'm <laughs> I'm just learning and and uh, just trying to get better all the time. Uh, and I, I, but I do feel that that's something that's important and it's, it's an interesting thing because it's, it's something that you, I feel like you teach best by just showing it right. And having it. Yeah. And they're like all these little moments and these little opportunities in everyday life to where you can, you, you can just set a clear example. Yeah. So I typically, I typically end with um, asking someone, well, you know, someone that's um, one of your friends comes to you and they're expecting their first child. What is uh, one of your pieces of advice that you would give them? Somebody's coming to me and they're having their first child. Um, questions like this are hard for me because like my initial, uh, like, context matters so much mm-hmm. right so it's like uh are they working full-time job do they have a business or like you know all this stuff um but if i try to generalize it i would say that well first get some sleep like as much sleep <laughs> as you can uh i'm terrible with sleep so uh like people are you know i talk to my brothers and they're like yeah um, you know, the newborn phase. Yeah. It, it go, you know, it's, it's not that great, but it goes by kind of quickly or whatever. And I'm like, this is not quickly. <laughs> no, no. It, you know, it didn't feel, feel like it was quick uh, last time and it doesn't feel like it's uh, quick this yeah. time to grind. Um, but I'd, I'd probably just say to try and enjoy like, try to put themselves in a position to where they're really enjoying each, each stage mm-hmm. because they go through these stages and they're just like different and they'll never be that way or again. Right. Yeah. Even if they're having multiple kids, they're all going to be different. Yeah. So, so I think it's really, really important to, to just not just spend time with, with your family and your kids, but also just, 
enjoy enjoy those differences enjoy them at each and every uh, one of those stages yeah because it, it does go fast even though it doesn't feel like it at the moment <laughs> you're, yeah. you're at the next stage and you're like oh shoot that's already done you know yeah that's done they're they're never going to be like that again yeah um so yeah there's just a lot of there are a lot of uh, cool things about that and to me it's super enjoyable just like seeing how they learn right? How, yeah. how excited they are about everything and just enthusiastic and, and um, just don't have all the problems that we have as adults, right? It's just like, wow, that's, that's super interesting. And it teaches me a lot, really. Yeah. No, you can definitely learn a lot from your kids. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, totally. One of the, the best things I think I've gotten is not holding like holding on to stuff or not holding on to stuff because like he'll have let's say done something and I, I lost my let's say I lose my temper and then he cries and then I was like ah oh, I messed up there you know but um before I can even like think of the next thing to do he'll come up smiling laughing and just you know not holding on at yeah. all right like move on to the next moment i'm like wow that's so freaking great because i think that's one of the things that hurts us a lot just holding yeah. on to stuff and, you know something you get a bad email you get something bad that happens and just like oof letting that take over your day your week or whatever right instead of just being able to just quickly move on right. from one to the next yeah yeah i agree it's it is nice to see them bounce back so fast from yeah. from bitting their head or something, crying, yeah. and then they're just yeah. running around. Yeah. <laughs> You're like sigh of relief sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah. But well, hey, thanks, Ryan. I really appreciate you being on the time, being on and taking the time. So thank you so much. Cool. Well, thanks for uh, inviting me. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the show. You can find out more about us and sign up to receive updates at twocentdad.com. If you liked what you heard or just want to say hi, you can shoot me an email at mike at twocentdad.com. Please leave a review on iTunes if you like the show. It helps us to get the word out to the most people possible. The show is made possible through the support of EC Group International, building software teams since 1999.